We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to the Tuesday Roto-Wire Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel, who'd like to remind you to be sports rich. I'm Jake Letarski, joined today by Ben Miller. You can follow Ben on Twitter at BenManDoingWork. You can follow me at Jakeski52. Ben and I are going to talk a little bit of NBA DFS action for the Tuesday night slate. Then later on, John is going to join me, and we will be discussing uh, some Week 16 NFL running backs here. So, Ben... To get things going, uh, it's a little bigger slate than last night. We've got, let's see, holy cow, eleven games tonight. Yeah, we At, got the full, the full giver. Full giver, yeah. So there's, so you can play early, you can play late. Uh, do you, when it's eleven games, do you like to split it up and play early and late, or do you play the whole thing because you kind of have to wait and react to West Coast injuries a little bit? Yeah, I like to play, you know, one one lineup with the with the full slate, and I do like the late games. Mm-hmm. It's definitely one of my favorite things to do. You know, it gives you a, another lineup just to, you know. Yeah, Follow it's, especially when you, you get a you get a Clippers team that's going off against a, a Nuggets team late at night that's been a uh, matchup to target of late. You can watch your stars show out. Of course, the uh, Golden State, uh, Damian Lillard, and the Blazers are at Sacramento. So there's a lot to like here. But let's get into the slate here specifically. You got top five salaried guys. Anthony Davis is eleven thousand five hundred. Demarcus Boogie Cousins eleven thousand two hundred. James Harden. It's surprising to not see him at the top of the list. He's eleven thousand. LeBron's ten four, and Giannis is ten two. Out of this group, how are you trying to like? If you got to pick one or two guys, who are you getting in your lineup? I mean, other than Westbrook, we basically do have all those top elite guys available uh, mm-hmm. for Tuesday's slate of games. I mean, there's definitely some decisions to be made here. Uh, I, I don't necessarily like James Harden's James Harden's matchup with the Spurs. 
mm-hmm. um, which is tough because, you know, he's not that, you know, usually he's a, that, that huge contract. And when he's down there at that 11,000, you're like, oh, man, I, I want to play him. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of fading on him here with, the, with his matchup. With the, I mean, with the Spurs, Spurs are just fantasy kryptonite to right. most players. Yeah, it, it's just not, not a place you want to, you know, usually go, especially for those top dollar guys. But, you know, surprisingly, the Sixers have, have also done pretty well defending power forwards. Um, so I'm not overly pushing towards uh, using Davis either. Mm-hmm. I'm actually thinking more about using one of those cheaper guys in LeBron or Giannis. Um, you know, we have so many games tonight. There's going to be some decent value play options. So I'm mm-hmm. actually trying to sneak both of those guys into my lineup. Yeah, LeBron and Giannis. And chances are they're going to be kind of head-to-head guarding each other. But that doesn't detract you from using those guys in fantasy. No, nah, not really? at all. I think the back and forth actually helps, if anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Giannis was fantastic the last time the Bucks played the Cavs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he had 34 points, 12 boards, five assists, and five steals. Yep. I mean, 63 mm-hmm. Fanduel points. Dude, that's a stud. I mean, I'm gonna, full disclaimer here. I'm a, I'm a big Bucks fan. The last time the Bucks played the Cavs, the Cavs gave up with six minutes left or something like that. And then yeah. LeBron went to the bench and took his shoes off, right? Uh, essentially saying, "No, <laughs> I don't really care anymore. You guys, yeah. you guys finish this game for me because I'm yeah. LeBron." You know, yeah, you don't see him pout all that often, but that's essentially what he was doing in yeah, that game. I mean, they pretty he, much just threw the towel in. Yeah, no, I, I see. Now it's it's a, about a 60 minute drive for us to get to Milwaukee so I'm very much considering attending that game tonight but you think it'll be a little bit closer this time around giving both men opportunities to get big fantasy points yeah I'm a little worried about LeBron um, you know kind of just coming out and being you know all ticked off about that game and saying you know I'm putting this on my shoulders you know it's on me mm-hmm. and then he, go, he goes off I mean that's why I kind of want to get him in there with Giannis yeah exactly um, and Giannis is going to get his either way he's, right. he's just such a freak athlete right. that you know you got he, LeBron has to be thinking like when he when he when Giannis guards him he's got to be thinking man so this is what people have felt like guarding me these last couple of years. So either way you look at it tonight, Ben, it's going to be a matchup of superstars that are going to be trying to outdo each other constantly. And I think that's going to be good things uh, for fantasy production overall. But Ben, we're spending ten grand on two guys in our lineup tonight. So it's time to start looking uh, to injury situations, trying to find guys that you can profit a little bit from. Uh, one of the first ones that jumps out at me, Ben, is uh, the situation with the Los Angeles Lakers. They play an early game, 7 p.m. Eastern. And uh, can you kind of break down that injury situation and, and who else could benefit uh, from added time? Lou Deng, yeah, he's, he's kind of dealing with uh, a sore back. Uh, mm-hmm. He sat out Monday's practice. Mm-hmm. Um, he's probably going to give it a go. Um, but at the same time, you know, if, if he does play, he could have his minutes limited. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that could give some added minutes and opportunities for a guy like Brandon Ingram. Uh, pretty cheap at 3900 um, He's coming off one of his best games of the season. He posted a near triple-double with nine points, 10 rebounds, and nine assists. Uh, he did have 41 minutes in that game. And, you know, while if, if Dank does take the floor, you know, he's definitely not going to see those 41 minutes. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's, there's a chance that, you know, if, if Dang does end up being a bit limited there, he could see some extended running, mm-hmm. you know, have the chance to you know yeah. pick up some rebounds and he's kind of that multi-category guy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's multi-category. And if he can be just a little bit more efficient with his shot, he could have huge fantasy days. I mean, yeah, exactly. he attempted 10 field goals and five, three pointers from the field only turned that into nine points you know it was 32 and a half fantasy points but Brandon Ingram I think is an excellent GPP play because uh, if he puts it all together on a given night and, it, and it's tough to think he's going to do that when looking at his game log but yeah, if he's he, given yep. the opportunity and puts it all together it could be a huge fantasy night. exactly yeah all right so uh, looking at other injury situations um that's yeah you, you mentioned uh, Wayne Ellington Dion Waiters what's the deal with those guys yeah those guys are both out already for sure um Ellington with the hamstring injury, Waiters with the groin. Um, but the Heat are also dealing, uh, Rodney McGruder's got a, an ankle injury of his own. Um, mm-hmm. So that, there's some potential there for guys like Josh Richardson and, and Tyler Johnson. 
Um, Richardson's the cheaper option at 4,200. Um, hasn't done much over the last four games, you know, failed to surpass that 20 point FanDuel mark. Um, but with so many of these other guys going down, you know, he's going to have that opportunity to step up with a bigger workload, you know. So at that $4,200 price, yeah, I think he's worth worth a shot at, you know. But mm-hmm. it's definitely got to be one of those bigger tournaments like we were just talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe you get, if you if you use all guys in the 35 to 45 range, maybe you can get three 10,000 <laughs> yeah, plus players right. tonight. That could be a GPP stars and scrubs. approach. Yeah, stars and scrubs, man. The traditional, uh, one of the traditional DFS strategies uh, one of the early uh, original ones that uh, you know has its pluses and minuses uh, you sacrifice balance but you do have potential for those big games another injury situation if we head all the way out west ben is blake griffin i saw last night that he's going to be out for quite a while uh, i mean because that news is relatively recent there's probably a few guys on the clippers team that uh their, their salaries won't be adjusted in time for tonight so who are you looking at to take advantage of that yeah well, i'm looking at austin rivers right away uh, they've already announced that he's he's um, they're elevating him into the starting lineup. They're going to go with that smaller smaller ball line of moving mm-hmm. um, Luke Richard Mba Mute over to yep. power forward and um, yeah it, he's he's already showed he could, I think a couple games back he had twenty five points four boards mm-hmm. and two assists he he, sh- he had thirty four Fanduel points in that outing so I mean he's definitely showed he can put up uh, you know at least decent and relevant fantasy numbers and and when he's getting that consistent role with the with the starters um i I do see a chance for him to you know be well worth that uh, that cheap contract at 3900 yeah i I like that ben because i wouldn't uh i wouldn't have normally thought that okay griffin's out rivers gets an uptake in value you know you go from the power forward to the shooting guard but that's interesting how that um uh, situation plays out um what about with the rockets and uh, clint capella that's going to be out Any, any benefit there at all yeah, Capella was just yesterday recently diagnosed with a, a broken fibula. Um, so that's looking like a six-week absence for him. Um, you know, while Nene is expected to jump into the starting lineup, I actually like the potential of using a guy like Montrezl Harrell. Um, every once in a while this season when Nene has been rested, I, I kind of usually just plug um, Harrell in there, and he's usually mm-hmm. at that 3500 price. I mean, he's up to 4000 now, but he's actually he's actually worked out pretty well. Uh, I mean, one of those games, he had a 13.10 rebound double-double, and mm-hmm. I just think that he's definitely one of those guys that's going to get the bulk of those extra minutes there, and, and mm-hmm. I think he's he's one of those guys that's going to take advantage of that. Yeah. Um, I, I like his potential to rack up points and rebounds, so mm-hmm. um, I think cheap, yeah. 4000 that's that's mm-hmm. another great option. Yeah. I mean, he's recorded a decent amount of minutes here over, over the last 11 games for this team, and uh, he does have performances of 28 and a half FanDuel points and from way earlier in the year against the Knicks 33 FanDuel points and I know athletically and and size-wise of course physically the skills are there I watched him at Louisville a ton over those last couple years he was always given you know Okafor and those Duke boys around for their money here Uh, he's an excellent player and he has GPP written all over it you know you'd like to see his price down at 3,500 but 4,000 is still could get some uh, yeah with that value. Capella's absence I mean he's gonna mm-hmm. have a pretty big pretty big chance to put up some minutes all right any other value plays you're potentially looking at uh, this evening Ben uh, Nikola Jokic again is definitely mm-hmm. my must play of the day I mean we talked about him briefly yesterday in, in that mm-hmm. pod and, and yep. he was as advertised and more I mean he's finally getting his chance to run with the starters um, and when he stayed out of foul trouble uh, he's been extremely effective so I mean the foul trouble is an issue that's always something to keep in mind mm-hmm. um, he kept his minutes down to 20 or 20 or less in two of his last three games which is always really tough to see and you know sometimes makes it quite a risky play but yeah i mean his upside while sitting at 5900 is through mm-hmm. the roof I mean, yeah. yeah i mean in case you were sitting under a 
Rock yesterday. He played a season-high 38 minutes and ended up with 27 points, 15 rebounds, and 9 assists, 55.5 FanDuel points. Are you worried at all about him being on a back-to-back, or is he kind of a young enough player uh, where that shouldn't matter? Yeah, I'm not too worried about it. You know, Usually I, you do try and stray away from that a little bit. Um, but I, I think he's playing so well that the Rockets are just going to kind of try and keep getting him in his groove there. Um, you know, I'm actually quite surprised Fandle hasn't upped his salary yet. Um, he's still sitting at 5,900. So, I mean, that's great. Yeah. Uh, the, the only issue there is I think he's, his ownership's going to be pretty darn high. Um, I hear but it's it is what it is. Yeah, so, I, I still like the play. All right, I hear. You. So uh, one last one, Ben. Without uh, Blake Griffin around in the lineup, is that going to be possibly a bigger uh, bigger day for DeAndre Jordan? I do. I do like DeAndre Jordan. Um, if you're not trying to go with Demarcus Cousins up in one of those higher price centers, mm-hmm. um, I mean Jordan's not a cheap guy to say the least. But you know, seventy seven hundred. That's it's a nice look. You know, he's he's going to be pulling in more rebounds than usual with with Griffin out of there. He's grabbed nineteen boards and seventeen boards in his last two games. Um, he's he's going to be a big time double double threat every time he's on the floor uh, for the next three or four weeks or so. So I mean, like I said, it's not necessarily extremely cheap, seventy seven hundred, but it's it's still a guy that it's some decent value for for that salary and. Yeah, that double-double threat's pretty big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here you, Ben. Well, thanks again for joining us for some NBA talk. Good luck with those lineups this evening. Fantasy football fans have all the victory every Sunday. FanDuel offers fantasy football for everyday fans. New contests start every week to ensure no busted seasons. Just pick a contest, choose your team, and watch your score real time. New this year is an upgraded experience. Get even more contest variety. Try beginner contests for new players only. Settle a score with a friend in a head-to-head contest. Try a 50-50 contest where the top half wins cash. Play in larger tournaments. For even more excitement, play for just a buck. There are choices for every budget. Uh, this week on FanDuel, man, I, I'm playing for two season-long championships, and uh, I'm going to try to double down on those and go with some Winston Evans shares against the State Saints. That's my favorite stack here. But we'll get to that a little bit more in the second half of the show with John and I talk running backs. Once again, have all the fantasy that football and basketball has to offer. FanDuel be sports rich. All right, it is now time to welcome John McKechnie back to the show. John and I are going to pick up with a Week 16 running back discussion. You can give John a follow on Twitter at Johnny McKechs. That's J-O-H-N-N-Y-M-C-K-E-C-H-S. Of course, there are no buys in Week 16. It is championship week if you are in your season-long leagues. Uh, but we're going to talk about running backs, DFS. Even if you're not playing for a championship, there's uh, there's likely something at stake uh, in in a fan duel league here. So we're going to get things started. It's an odd week because there are a lot of games on Saturday. There's a Thursday game as usual. There are two games on Sunday and one on Monday. So very unique championship week. But John, let's get it going here, live from uh, from Maryland right now. Uh, first off, uh, I, I guess how you doing before we jump in too far? Doing well, man. It's good to be back. It's uh, it's actually not too much warmer than it is in Madison, but overall, it's a lot warmer than it was in Madison on like Sunday or or uh, or Saturday when we were, you know, what like minus four all day Saturday. Yeah, we're, we're, we're finally back to twenty three degrees and sunny today, so we're a cool twenty three and Sunday. It's a sweltering well, Madison today. Yeah, <laughs> you I see anyone to... walking on region with shorts on? Yeah, oh, I mean, even yesterday I saw people, and I went to lunch on State Street, there was a dude with uh, short sleeves rolled up, or it, was like, oh, it was like a flannel that rolled up, and, and he had a hat on at least, but it's like, dude, I know it's Wisconsin, but you people are nuts. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but uh, fortunately, yes, we're, we're back in action here. Uh, so anyway, but Thursday night game, we got the Giants at the Eagles here, and uh, you know, for my own personal interest, I'm kind of hoping the Eagles pulled the upset, because... Uh, 
I want to see Dallas arrest Ezekiel Elliott because I'm playing him in two championships this week. Uh, so I don't know about you, but the Giants are minus two and a half point road favorites over under on that game. Forty one and a half. Uh, how, how is the running back situation shaking out there for you, John? This is going to be a great game. I'm very you know, excited to watch this one. But uh, for our purposes as kind of the Tuesday running back guys, uh, I mean, you and I both can kind of agree that there's not a whole lot to like here. Uh, the, the Giants situation got a little bit less muddy uh, because Shane Vereen re-injured his triceps, unfortunately. So it looks like he's probably uh, done for good for this season. Um, so we got Rashad Jennings check, checking in at 5,500. Uh, he saw the bulk of the snaps for the Giants this past Last week against the Lions, while Paul Perkins got 33% of the snaps out of the backfield or of the touches. Uh, so Vereen's 12% will get redistributed amongst the two of them. But Rashad Jennings was really uh, underwhelming, as he kind of tends to be this season. 18 rushes for 38 yards, while Perkins was, was a bit more effective. He checks in at 4,500. And then if you're looking on the other side of the field, Ryan Matthews, who uh, I was there in person on Sunday when he absolutely shredded uh, the Ravens defense, but I think the Giants defense might be a little bit more uh, ready to ready for what Philadelphia brings with their running scheme. Uh, they they ran a lot of misdirection stuff, and it seemed like the Ravens were just completely baffled by it. But I don't think the Giants will be baffled to the same extent. So I don't think that Ryan Matthews is necessarily going to be able to have a repeat performance here. Yeah, I think we're overall in agreement in a sense where there's not a whole lot to like in terms of running backs on this Thursday night game. You have a Rashad Jennings-Paul Perkins split that, I mean, I think we might be able to agree that Paul Perkins is the more, he's a back that has more upside for the Giants. Yes. That can, is much more of a playmaker, whereas Jennings is just kind of the safety that they have and they give him the most carries. They, they rely on his veteran experience. But the two of them completely drain each other's value. I do. I'm a little bit surprised about the Ryan Matthews because I think Ryan Matthews. He's only 5400 because uh, the price hasn't quite adjusted based on, uh, on on his Sunday performance when he had an excellent game against the best run defense in the league here. And the Giants' run defense is okay. So if there's any running back you're going to use, I think it's Matthews, and you fade uh, you fade Jennings and Perkins. But but that being said, I'm not necessarily going out of my way here to play in this Thursday night game. I, I just uh, I, I don't like those running backs enough to really to really use those guys now there, there are some other matchups there like like if you're playing uh, the, the whole slate maybe Zach Ertz is a good play he's been really hot at, at tight end here but right. running backs uh, I'm not so much a fan of no yeah if I'm playing the Thursday or the or the full full slate uh, type of type of tournament here I'm definitely probably avoiding uh, these running backs here unfortunately I think you bring up a good point with Matthews uh, I might think about Perkins in you know one of those just sort of crazy uh, $2 GPPs maybe just for the hell of it but other than that I'm definitely not using Jennings number one and if I if I do get this game uh, underway here I'm probably just going after the receivers or, or a Zach Ertz type of guy all right, I hear you. So let's move on to the full slate. Let's uh, broaden the horizons a bit for uh, Thursday through Monday and look at the top tier of backs that are 9,000 and up. Guys like David Johnson have been in this tier for a long time lately, but he actually moves down a tier. And there are two backs. We've got Le'Veon Bell, 9,500 against Baltimore, and LaShawn McCoy, 9,100 against Miami here. Now, I, I know you're you're a big Ravens guy, and I think both of us have been, uh, have been pretty adamant about how you want to fade backs against the Ravens. I mean, you follow the Ravens closer than anyone, John. What are your expectations for Le'Veon Bell on Sunday? 
Bell Bell really didn't play particularly well against the Ravens in Baltimore earlier this season. He was kind of bottled up, and obviously, I think there might be some recency bias amongst DFS people with the way that Ryan Matthews and the Eagles were able to kind of run all over uh, the Ravens' run run defense. Uh, but I don't, I just don't think that Pittsburgh will necessarily be able to adjust its bl- I mean they would have to completely redo their blocking schemes in order to do uh what what Philadelphia did to Baltimore it's just a complete it's total apples and oranges as as far as how they run the ball in my opinion from what I saw so I'm not necessarily thinking that that there are uh huge cracks in this Ravens run defense I think that they're still going to try to load up to stop Le'Veon and we, I mean we're talking about a game in Pittsburgh in late December there, there could be some weather and obviously Big Ben is is rather weather proof but I still think that Pittsburgh is probably going to try to lean on lean on the run game here I just think that you know Bell's going to see a ton of touches I just don't think he's going to be particularly efficient with them so it might not be pretty but he, he still might be able to to uh be worth that 9500 price tag yeah at, at the very least instead of seeing him at like 35 percent ownership maybe you'll see him around the 15 20 percent ownership range because of a the high price tag and b the matchup and if he does have a huge game which he's capable of doing any time out he's as close to matchup proofs his back get, backs get uh there's a chance for some profit there so something to think about though i'm going to admit right now that i'm probably not going to use bell in 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 any of my lineups maybe one but uh not feeling so great about it uh kind of in the same sense uh i know LaShawn mccoy scored twice last week but at 9100 is he on your radar against the dolphins i think he is you know this is a game that's going to be in buffalo so the the run game is going to be coming at a premium the dolphins just frankly haven't been particularly good against the run and mccoy's just really been tearing it up lately uh he's got 20 or more FanDuel points in three of his last four outings uh the one where he was under 20 points he was at like 19.8 um so we're looking at a matchup here where he's going to be seeing the vast majority of the touches out of the Buffalo backfield, of course. Uh, the Dolphins just give up a ton of FanDuel points to opposing running backs. It's just, uh, you know, something that that we've seen quantified uh, throughout throughout much of the season. Even during their hot streak, they were still giving up points to running backs and. Uh, it, I mean, obviously they're they're a little bit back. At, they or they looked pretty good on Saturday night against the Jets, but a lot of people can do that. The optimizer uh, for RotoWire isn't particularly sold on McCoy this week, but I actually really like McCoy at ninety one hundred. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's he's going to be in play just about every week, and and you got to like what he brings to the table. Even with Jill Slee around a vulture a touchdown here and there, uh, things are getting uh, interesting with him. The next back I do want to touch on is Ezekiel Elliott. He's eighty nine hundred. Uh, the final game. He's um, going against uh, Detroit at home on Monday night. Now, the things are getting interesting here, John, because I play against Ezekiel Elliott in two championships this upcoming week. And what I'm probably going to do, and this doesn't, this is a totally different strategy, doesn't mean you should use Ezekiel Elliott. I'm just going to put some lineups with Ezekiel Elliott together because if he goes off, I don't want to have a complete loss of a week and maybe recoup some of my championship yeah, losses on FanDuel. So it's kind the of emotional hedge. hedge. Yeah, the emotional hedge, exactly. But uh, there is a little bit of concern here with uh, his performance on Monday, and that's only because uh, if the Giants do get upset by the Eagles, I don't know this for sure, but do you think that there's a chance that maybe Dallas rests some of their starters like Ezekiel Elliott or considers giving Darren McFadden extended run? Well, I, I could see, Mc, it, you know, with the division wrapped up, I could see McFadden getting slightly more run. But I, I still have to imagine that unless the, the Cowboys, through whatever happens through the rest of the weekend, unless they have the number one seed 
locked up before kickoff on Monday. I don't see where, you know, they, they start resting guys. I, I don't think that that's a particularly prudent move. I think that's shown over time to be kind of an iffy strategy. So I still I still feel like Zeke is going to get his. He, he might not get the, the 25 to 30 carries, but I still see him getting at least 20 touches. And with that, going against uh, the Lions' run defense that, you know, is not overly stout, I, I still think that Zeke uh, – does what he usually does and eats here on Monday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so well, one other guy in this tier that I think it's worth touching on is David Johnson. He does go to Seattle, which is a very tough matchup for anyone, uh, but he's a guy that's normally matchup-proof. Now, whereas I'm going against Zeke in two championship games, I own David Johnson in two championship games. At 8700 he gets quite the price break. Is he on your radar against the Seahawks? Yeah, I mean, he's, what, 1100 cheaper than he was a week ago. So, that I mean, that's certainly something that, that, that definitely stood out to uh, both you and I here. But that Seattle, that Seattle matchup is really tough. I know that Seattle doesn't have Earl Thomas anymore. That's kind of a thumper uh, that was able to come up from this safety spot and, and help out and run support and also, you know, help – limit a guy like David Johnson that usually torches so many other uh, defenses as a, as a pass catcher out of the backfield. 8,700 on the road. I just, I'm worried about this Cardinals team. I know they just got eliminated from playoff contention. I just don't, even if they want to play spoiler, I don't know if they're necessarily going to be able to against Seattle. I, I think this could be a long day for him. I, I'm personally probably not going to use him. I, I think there's another guy in this tier that I would much prefer uh, with DeMarco Murray checking in at 8,400. Yeah, I like, against how you brought up, I like how you brought up Murray because Melvin Gordon is someone who's dealing with that hip slash knee injury. I'd be pretty astonished if he played, even though he has an excellent matchup at Cleveland. So I'm going to fade Melvin at 8,600. But you're really liking DeMarco Murray at 8,400 at Jacksonville? Yeah, that that would be my favorite amongst this tier. I I can totally. I'm sure you can give a good rationale as to why uh, you'd use David Johnson. I mean, the price break alone it, it, for for his talent is something that makes you consider him. But I just think that Murray against Jacksonville, Tennessee has a lot to play for right now. Uh, they need to keep their foot on the gas. I know that uh, Derrick Henry kind of stepped in and, and you know had a couple of touchdowns uh, for Tennessee on on Sunday when they were out in Kansas City but I still think Murray Murray far and away gets the most touches out of that backfield I think he'll he'll get back into the end zone this weekend and you know it's a matchup against Jacksonville it's not to like yeah well and and to set up Henry for one of those touchdowns Murray had a pass where he was you know called down at the one and you know maybe if they'd have looked at it who knows which way that goes exactly but uh you know literally inches away from getting one of those touchdowns and then that it it looks like a totally different fantasy day from DeMarco Murray so but yeah I'm all in uh one of my championship games I've got Marcus Mariota and DeMarco Murray Murray on the same team, and I'm delighted to have a matchup with Jacksonville. Hopefully, that will uh, will take some of the strain off of uh, having David Johnson go up against Seattle there. Uh, but look, let's look at that next tier, the kind of the seven thousand to seventy nine hundred dollar range, right at the top of the tier. I mean, Todd Gurley checks in at seventy nine hundred. That's way too much in salary for what he's done so far this season. But the matchup, it's a home matchup against the 49ers. Can you see yourself using him this week? This is yeah. This is the ultimate sort of test of, of do do you still think Todd Gurley has anything left in the tank for this season? Because you know Jeff Fisher got fired. Uh, Gurley saw let's see, fourteen rushes for thirty eight yards this past week against Seattle. Uh, he'll have had a, a slightly extended rest, you know, because he'll have been uh, last played on on Thursday here, and he get he will be fresh going against. 
the 49ers who obviously get shredded by everyone that they face on a given week. So I actually I'm voting yes on Todd Gurley here at 7900. I know it's a little bit expensive, definitely more expensive than what he's uh, produced to this point in the season. But I think that, the you know, if there is a time where he kind of shows you that he's he's not just a one year fluke. Uh, that that he'll be worth owning again next season. I know he kind of burned everyone that that owned him this past year and season long. I think this would be the game for it. I don't think that San Francisco's. I don't think they have the horses to stop him. Yep. And then so after Gurley, you got Devontae Freeman at seventy eight hundred, Latavius Murray at seventy three hundred. I don't want to knock those guys too much, but the one that jumps out at me. John is Jordan Howard at 7,200 going up against Washington. We saw what Jonathan Stewart did to the Redskins on Monday night, and uh, Jordan Howard had an excellent game against the Packers, and I think there's a decent chance he keeps that momentum going here on Saturday. I think that's a great call. I think he, he's definitely one of the one of the better options here. I'm surprised his price isn't higher because he, he really did look great, and uh, Mario Puig, you know, he, he's sort of our head draft guy, and he's also... Uh, helps me out on the on the college football side of things. He tweeted yesterday that he thinks that Jordan Howard is one of the best running backs he's seen this decade. So maybe it's time for everyone to start jumping aboard because he he has been very impressive of late, both as a pass catcher and as a runner. And th- this matchup against Washington, where like you said, Jonathan Stewart was able to kind of run all over them. Uh, that's something to take a look at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a lot to like overall in this tier, and the oh, it's another situation where maybe the top price guys aren't necessarily the way to go especially when you can get values like Howard down low another guy I like to look at is maybe Doug Martin uh, at the Saints the Saints uh, you know have been a little bit better lately but on the season still giving up the third most standard fantasy points to opposing running backs and Doug Martin at 7,000 is relatively cheap anybody else in this range that you're looking at whether it's Martin or anyone else well, I was going to ask you heading back up to, towards the top of, of the 7,000 tier um what are your thoughts on Devontae Freeman for this week? Obviously, he's coming off a, a really nice bounce back. He, he kind of burned everyone in that San Francisco game because Atlanta just built such a huge lead. He kind of got taken out of the game. But in looking at that Carolina game from last night, I thought the Carolina's run defense, even without Luke Keekley, looked looked excellent. I think they held Washington to, or at least they were holding Washington under 30 rushing yards for a good portion of that game. So are you worried about using a guy like Freeman this week? Yeah, I'd be a little bit hesitant to to use Freeman. I mean, it's like a one in a million chance for the Panthers to make the playoffs, but as long as they got some momentum going, they might as well give it a shot. I can't see them bringing Keekly back this season. Why risk another concussion that could possibly be career-ending? I would just sure. uh, kind of leave it sit for now. But if Keekly does come back, that provides a huge boost. But, you know, I would be a little bit hesitant to go after Devontae Freeman this week just because of, uh, you know, a little bit of its recency bias. But what I saw the Panthers do on Monday night really exceeded my expectations here. And Devontae Freeman's going to get some sort of time shared with Tevin Coleman. He's not always going to get all the scores. And it could right. be a closer game where Matt Ryan has to throw a little more. Maybe we'll see Julio Jones back, and that's just... Those are all other options here. So I'm probably going to fade Freeman and let other people jump on him after that big week last week. But that, that, that's just me there. That's a good way of going about it. I think we're in the same boat. All right. So uh, it's going to be that time of the show, John, where we're going to jump. Uh, we'll kind of skip the rest of the tiers. There's a lot of notables in there. Get at either of us on Twitter if you have any questions about a particular guy. But let's jump to uh, chalk plays for the week here. you got one guy that you're going to start in your 50-50s, your double-ups, your triple-ups. Uh, uh, who's your man this week, John? I got to go with DeMarco, man. I, you know, he's checking in at, at a re, at a pretty reasonable price tag, in my opinion. And I know that, you know, like I said, Derrick Henry got those two touchdowns. But 
uh, we're talking about a guy in Derrick Henry that saw just 26% of the backfield touches as opposed to a guy like Murray, you know, who saw every every other uh, backfield snap. And let's not forget that Marco DeMarco, even though he didn't reach pay dirt, still had 141 yards from scrimmage, including five catches, you know, and we're talking FanDuel, half-point PPR, five catches for 52 yards. So he's just such a versatile back, and that matchup uh, against the Jaguars where, where the Titans really kind of need to keep their foot on the gas – I think that he's probably my favorite amongst the the higher priced running backs this week. Man, John, I sure, sure hope you're right because I'm going to rely heavily on uh, Demarco Murray when I'm trying to win a season long championship. I'm playing yeah, my that, brother that, too, uh, so that championship nucleus that you said, I think that that's one that that a lot of people have. I know myself included. I, I the one league that I'm in a championship in, I have Mariota, I have David Johnson, Demarco Murray, and Mike Evans. Yeah, so uh, so definitely. I mean, yeah, I've got Evans on uh, one of my championship teams as well. So uh, hopefully we both have a nice winning weekend here. But I'm going to go down a little further for the list for my chalk play. I could get chastised for this because of the terrible season he's had. But I think if there's ever a week to play Todd Gurley, it's got to be this week. I just don't see yep. enough behind him on that uh, L.A. Rams depth chart there to really threaten his carries. I don't think Malcolm Brown, Chase Reynolds, any of those guys are going to uh, you know going to jump him in line for whatever reason. And Jared Goff's in concussion protocol, whether it's Sean Mannion or, or Case Keenum or whoever, or if Goff gets cleared, I think they get a heavy, heavy dose of Gurley this week. And at 7,900 against the Niners, if there's ever a time for a breakout year, uh, this is going to be it. So I'm going to pair Gurley with uh, with some of these, uh, maybe a higher price guy, maybe one of these lower price guys we go to. But uh, it's the only time I'm going to trust Gurley. I mean, think if if Gurley had the season we expected him to, and he was going with this matchup now, his price would probably be like ten five or something ridiculous. But exactly seventy seven hundred, exactly. one of the higher prices for him of late. But I still think he can hit value there. What about GPPs, Absolutely. John? Yeah, yeah. What about GPPs? Though we're trying to uh, win some uh, life-changing cash here, and uh, we're going to try to Chris when others are crossing. Who do you like for those uh, those deeper GPPs? I think Jay Ajayi is someone that I'm going to consider at 6,700. Uh, we were talking about a, a, a Dolphins team that you know Matt Moore obviously threw four touchdowns this past weekend and, and Ajayi's been a little bit disappointing and his price reflects that uh, checking in at, at 6,700 but Buffalo's run defense frankly isn't all that good. We're talking about a game that's going to be in Buffalo or weather is going to be a factor. Uh, they're not going to be throwing the ball uh, at will the way they were this past Saturday night so I think Ajayi has a nice little bounce back and I don't think that he's going to have a uh, a disappointment the way he has in recent weeks. And then uh, I like Jonathan Stewart, actually. that That's also a bit of a recency bias uh, type of thing. But the Falcons, frankly, aren't that good against the run. Stewart checking in at just 6,400. If he can kind of keep uh, the, the sort of momentum that he showed uh, from, from Monday night going against the Redskins, I think that he might be a nice low ownership play at just 6,400. Yeah, I, I like those guys a lot, John. For my plays, I'm going to give you a reasonable one and then a way, way out there one. So starting with my reasonable GPP play, I'm going to go with Spencer Ware against the Broncos. Now, a lot of people automatically see Broncos and and fade. That's their gut instinct, and that should be the case if you're thinking about quarterbacks or receivers, but not necessarily with running backs. Like Garrett Blunt and Deion Lewis both had pretty good games against the Broncos last week. And Spencer Ware, I know he was held out of the end zone, but he's getting a huge, huge portion of of the touches there. I mean, he carried the ball 18 times last week, caught all three of his targets. I mean, nobody else carried the ball four or more times. So I think the volume is going to turn into something eventually for Spencer Ware. And I think there's a good chance he gets that done against Denver. And it's going to be, you'll get him at low ownership because people won't be all in on him. So that's my reasonable one. My way, way out there one. 
is Ronnie Hillman of the Chargers. I mean, we saw last week that uh, without Melvin Gordon, Kenneth Farrow didn't really do a whole lot in that matchup. He was kind of your chalk waiver wire ad, and he didn't quite uh, do much for fantasy owners last week. Uh, so I'm going to yeah. think maybe they switch to the veteran in Ronnie Hillman and give him a little more run. Now, that's all given that Melvin Gordon is uh, ruled out. I mean, they have little incentive to bring a star running back like that and risk a career-ending injury. But uh, Ronnie Hillman checks in, and they they go to Cleveland. So I think it'll be um, it'll be pretty ground heavy, and uh, the matchup there, the Browns, just dictates uh, it's going to be a good day on the ground for San Diego. And if and and if Hillman gets the the most of those touches, he could end up with a hundred and a score at minimum price. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a that's a really nice uh, dart to throw this week because you know in a guy like Kenneth Farrow, there's a reason why why these guys sometimes go undrafted. Or there's a reason why uh, they, they they don't play snaps until there's literally no one left on the death chart. And you know Kenneth Farrow kind of showed that, averaging 2.6 yards a carry against a pretty middling Raiders run defense, where, where whereas Hillman basically doubled his his uh, yards per carry, checking in at 4.9. So I could definitely see Hillman. Uh, Eating into the into, eating into the uh, carries load to where he's probably at least 50-50 with Farrow, mm-hmm. provided that Gordon is out. And at that point, minimum price, way more upside, and then he gets the Browns. So I really like uh, Hillman as a, as a possible dart. Yeah, even if you get 50 yards and a touchdown with maybe a catch or two, that's hitting value at minimum price. So Definitely. something to think about with uh, Hillman there. Before we sign off, we have a special offer for new FanDuel users. Get a free six-month Rotowire subscription with a $10 deposit on FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash Rotowire. Not only will you get your free subscription, but you'll have that $10 available to play with on FanDuel. That's over $40 in value for just $10. Go to FanDuel.com slash Rotowire. If you're already a FanDuel user and still want to check out the website, be sure to go to Rotowire.com slash pod. That's Rotowire.com slash P-O-D for a free 10-day trial. Once again, I'm Jake Letarski. You can follow me on Twitter at jakeski52. And I'm John McKegney. You can follow me on Twitter at Johnny McKex. The Rotowire Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast will return Wednesday. John and I will see you guys after the holidays.